Welcome, friends, to another Inland Lighthouse podcast. I'm Brother Danny Torado, and today we have a great show for you. Our guest is one who's been here many, many times, and we love to have him on our show, Brother Bob Lee. Today we're going to start a new series with him. It's going to be about Bible and nature, and today is part one, The Sense of Bitterness. Kind of curious to see what the, he has to say about that. So let's get started. All right, here we are again on our. Um, did we name our podcast yet? Oh, I just have Inland Lighthouse podcast. Oh, our our, in- our Inland podcast. Lighthouse, our ILC podcast. Here we are again. I'm Brother Galen DeCosta, and uh, we're here with Brother Danny Torado, and also our returning guest, one of our favorite guests. Brother Bob Lee, say hello, Bob. Hello, hello, everybody. Glad to be here. <laughs> and so we're considering we're we're uh, continuing on with uh, some series that uh, we've asked uh, Brother Bob to do, and so he's returned to us a new one, and he entitled it Bible and Nature series. And today we're going to talk about some of the senses, the body senses, and and let me just say this before we go into that: what's because he's going to get into a lot of it, so I don't want to. I'm not looking to um, do his study here. We're gonna we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna have a good time. But it is interesting that the five senses of the body, and he's going to go into some. I'm just going to say that we maybe we'll talk about some of them. But of course, those five senses are sight, uh, hearing, uh, tasting, smelling, and uh, touch. So. And these are very important uh, senses of the body. But I will say this. I was reading uh, some notes from a rabbi who said those five senses are what we use to connect to the physical world. And that without them, we would still be here. We just wouldn't connect with the physical world. So having said that, we're going to dive into this with Brother Lee as we go into this. So Brother Lee, uh, let me just ask you this. We're going to start off with, um, what sense do we want to start off with? Um, we're going to start off with the sense of taste. Let me ask you this. Uh, in your work with Nestle, do you guys have a, a facility or a, um, a research and development lab that deals with taste? And- yeah, it's and, and that actually, some of the research that they did is what actually led me to uh, to to work on these, on the notes here. And then like you mentioned, you know, the rabbi said this, the senses connect you with the, with the physical world. Well, I want to, I want to try to see the connection if there is one uh, with the spiritual world and how are biblical. Like, so what I'd like to try to do in the series is, is see how some of these scriptures may have like a, a spiritual connection as well and what, and what we can gain from it spiritually. But yeah, like you said, um, we have uh, around the world, Nestle is a worldwide international company. And, uh, um, and that's exactly where I kind of got the thought of this originally through some of the internet uh, articles they get sent to us and stuff. There's some really interesting stuff going on. Good stuff. So what are one of the uh, – so go ahead and, and tell us about one of the senses here, the sense of – I believe it's taste we're going to look at yeah. a little bit or well, maybe a few more, but whatever – Launch off into taste. And sure. So, so a lot of us are familiar with some of the basic common uh, senses of taste, such as sweet, 
sour, salty. One that may not be as common is uh, one that's uh, called savory or unami is a technical word, but it's kind of like that um, brothy, kind of like like a soy sauce type of a taste. It's, it does, it's kind of, I guess it leans a little bit towards salty, but it's not quite. So if you think of like chewing like meat and you get that taste, it's, it's, uh, it's got some difference. So that's kind of a newer one that they've kind of hmm. characterized. And uh, and then the one I want to focus on actually is is bitter, bitter and uh, bitter taste. And there's a lot of interesting components to it. And I thought that would be a good one to to really talk. But all these tastes and and you some of the other ones you mentioned sight, hearing, smell. And this is what really got me interested with Nestle Water. Some of the research is is um, how some of the other senses impact and and play a role in on on the quality or what you really like or dislike. Um, you know, so you may be tasting something that may be the key attribute or, or sense you're really focusing on, but other components or, or, or senses are, you know, playing a part in there. You may not be thinking about it. So with some of the things and we briefly talked about, you mentioned Nestle is we do studies on like Perrier water. Oh, so for water. example, you know, I mean, a lot of people think, oh, water doesn't have much taste. Well, in some ways that's good. You don't want a lot of taste. You want to be nice, clean and refreshing. But with Perrier, for example, there's a lot of research on the bubbles, you know, do you see bubbles? So your sight if you open up sparkling Perrier water and it's not sparkling, if it's still, there's no bubbles, you're going to think something's wrong. So it's going to kind of uh, give you a negative uh, feeling about it. Um, and of course, if I pick lemon flavor, for example, if you don't taste that lemony or smell the lemon aromas, the smell kind of comes in. But even the, the study also went on to, to look at the sound, the, fizzes, the fizzy sound that the bubbles make sound. and how important it is. And so you may not think of taste, but all these things, you know, I mean, think about home growing up that apple pie bacon it tastes good but you know what the smell and then the other mm -hmm. senses your this the environment that your sense of touch and and the feel and just your overall other you know senses are all playing a part in that in that overall you know quality of that you know experience you know not just the taste there's a lot of things involved let me ask you this just it's i don't think it's an aside but I, the other day uh my daughter went to a donut shop in Costa Mesa and she brought back a glazed donut with bacon bits on it. Mm. So this bacon, there's a craze right now with bacon being put on sweet things and different things. Is there a name for that? Is that what you're talking about? That unami or is it a, is it a, is it a salty sweet thing? Uh, definitely bacon. Um, I mean, you know, I I buy the bacon, the low sodium bacon or something. You know, maybe it tends to be more healthy if it can be. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, when you chew it up, the the proteins that are involved. So so the unami savory is oh. is the kind of the protein type of a taste you get. Okay. But obviously, bacon tends to be salty because of the curing process and that. Okay. But yeah, so that's a, that's an interesting one. But what's interesting though is even you know one that you can get into is your is the sixth sense you know your the whole spiritual realm uh, yes. and just your psychology and yep. just mental and in these some of these senses and another example would be uh, I like plain Lay's potato chips they're, oh yeah but they're my favorite <laughs> can't eat you know? just one you can't eat just one and if you reach into it if you don't hear the crunch you know oh um, yeah uh, and the smell you got that smell and and or if it's the texture's kind of soggy or chewy well you know something's going wrong so your expectation has been 
messed up somehow. And so all these things play a role. And, and uh, so I think a lot of times it's interesting. Think of psychological, how what an impact it does. Like a lot of people may think bacon and a, and a donut, you know, <laughs> but you know what? I think until you try it and, I, and I'm guilty, you know, uh, some foods, you know what? I just don't even want to try it. It's probably good, but just the thought of it, what the, where the food came from in some cultures, um, there's some different things that I'm not used to. Um, so we need to be open-minded to some of those things. Yeah. Uh, but, but definitely there's a lot of different things other than just does that taste good? And there's a lot of some interesting experiments you can do. I'll, I'll give you a simple one. Blindfold somebody, mix up some cinnamon and some sugar, for example, in a little container and have them hold their nose and then taste it. They're going to taste the sweet smell, but then let them, uh, and they won't notice the cinnamon, but have them then unplug their nose and then they'll all of a sudden get the cinnamon aroma because it's an aromatic compound. So it, so it's the sense right. of smell. You can't taste it, but then we, you can smell it. So there's a lot of interesting things and a lot of, a lot of dynamics going on right there. So, so but, wait, cinnamon, you can't? Yeah, you, you don't. Really can't you don't taste really taste it, it. No, but you, you smell don't. it, and then you have a sense. So there's all these receptors, and that's what I want to kind of get into some of the the complexities here. Receptors, and I don't yeah. Them. So there's so okay receptors. Let's talk about that. We 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 were just going into something that's bitter, and we talk about bitter things. I'm trying to think of something that's bitter. Let's name something that's kind of has a bitter taste to it. Um, well, coffee to some people has oh, yes. so certain okay. coffees, and they yeah. can, you can you know depending on how you brew it and the and the uh, the the um, the baking of the of the coffee bean yeah. process could could cause it to be bitter. Kale, yeah. a lot of vegetables, some green leafy um, vegetables tend to have bitter. A lot of calcium containing products uh, can be bitter. Gra- grapefruit or the peel, lemon peel. If you yeah. ever you know bite into like a lemon peel or yeah. you get that on on you, it's uh, kind of a, it, it reminds me of something powdery usually i don't know why but when i think of that bitter it's like a mouthful of powder or something bitter well and yeah and so to get into what i really thought was interesting is is compared to the other senses uh of of taste such as salty sweet um and uh the the unami or savory and the sour senses what's what i find is interesting and this is where where i really want to get to today is there are a lot more bitter receptors in your tongue and your taste buds than any other uh, of those senses so like thousands of times more than sweet oh, really? or sour okay um and the bitter uh, taste buds can detect bitter components at sometimes thousands of, of concentrations lower. So it's a very sensitive. Your taste buds to bitter are, are extremely sensitive. But what, other, what else is interesting is not only in your tongue, but in your nose, in your throat, and in your intestines, there's also even bitter taste you know, re- receptors. And this, when I talk about receptors, um, uh, you know, it's 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 very complicated chemical process, okay? And right. and some ways, unless you're a biochemist or or can understand uh, chemical and like protein or enzyme um, dynamics, think of it think of it this way, okay? Um, and I, when I talk about a receptor, it, think of it, and a lot of times in old biochemistry textbooks, they'll talk about a lock and key model, okay? So the lock on like a door, it would be like the, you know, think of the door being huge and you got this lock, you know, and, and doorknob, okay? Well, that would be like the receptor and then the chemical would be like the key, okay? Now, if you can imagine this, only one key is going to fit 
in that door. Like we okay. have in the parking lot, we have plenty of cars and which are plenty of receptors out there, but only certain keys or molecules are going to fit in there. So if we can kind of get that analogy, that might kind of help how this stuff works. So there's, there's these incredible complex uh, systems and 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 it's a there's a whole cascade of events that happen when you um, when you come across or when your molecules in your body and your taste buds come across a a chemical that's bitter and and another way to th- kind of hopefully maybe think about it is as a receptor just think of think of a picture think of a what 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 happens when you see let's say a, let's say you see a one year old picture of a one year old child sitting in a high chair with um, um, chocolate pudding all over his face with a big smile from ear to ear. (laughs) You probably start to laugh, chuckle, you smile, and and you feel good about it. So think about that. You get a stimulus, you see that picture, and it causes a whole bunch of reactions from laughter to smile and whatever. Now think of of a picture of, let's say you see a, a, a kid starving with a bloated stomach and bones and flies all over his face. Well, that's yeah. going to deno- you know, kind of cause a different kind of a reflex or reaction, but it's all based on different stimuli. Well, that's kind of the way this works, but at a chemical chemical level, if that kind of helps kind of put you in a little context. But there's, it's an incredible, uh, complex mechanism. There's like 25 or so different types of, of bitter receptors that they've identified, proteins, and they trigger different things are connected to to neurons and nerve endings and um you know which then cause different things to happen and the main one of the main things that happens when you when you take something bitter is you have a reflex where you want to spit it out the first thing oh. you want to do is you want to you know spit that stuff out you want to get rid of it so is that the body's way of protecting itself because usually bitter things are exactly poisonous, toxic. In, I see. In, in nature, okay. the majority of toxins and stuff have a bitter note. Uh, now, now, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, and, and this isn't going to be an evolution creation topic, um, but what's interesting is evolutionists will say, well, you know, um, well, they, they evolved. To, you know, that's how, you know, species evolved. They, uh, these... Uh, Bitter receptors and that helped them, you know, to have a you know, oh, better, after better they died, stuff. You yeah. Know, yeah. Oh, you listen, I ate the bitter thing, I died. <laughs> so the, the next generation is going to get better. I mean, it's a crazy <laughs> concept. Um, but on the other hand, what's interesting where, where they get confounded though is there's a lot of healthy, very nutritious, good herbs ah. and, and things that are very good too. So they on have the other a slight hand, bitter, they have a very bitter oh, taste. Okay. And I want to get into that here in okay. a minute. Right. But on the other hand, then um, the, uh, uh, the same argument would be, you know, against evolution because, well, how do you explain that then? They're going to miss out on all these great nutritional, you know, uh, chemicals and foods, food substances and this and that. So, <laughs> I, I, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. So I'm not going to get into that. I mean, I, I want to I jump to the end right now and just say, you know what? God designed us. You know, he knew exactly what we needed and uh, and knows exactly what we need. And he and he created this and put it all together. But it, it's and for something like this to evolve again, you, that's where you got to get into um, knowing the biochemistry and the biochemical pathways of how all this receptors and then the trans uh, it's called trans um, transduction response or something like that um, of all the different events that happen once you do ingest a um, a bitter compound and just the or even any compound just uh-huh. the neurons and stuff because your brain senses it and it tells you what to do and even bacteria they know and can sense things flies you know they know 
what to land on and what to eat and what not to. There's there's incredible amount of mm. of, of diversity in nature and and things like that, which you know were it's. It, you know this this bitter reaction and and what to do with it, um, or whether it's good or bad, or there's an aversion for it. Uh, it you Most know it's just too complicated to to just evolve and happen. There's just too many processes involved, and it's 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 too complex to even really get into some of the you know biochemistry going on. Yeah, that's fascinating that's, stuff right there. So um, I never I but yeah, bitter things can be deadly poison, and so there's a natural your body just trying to protect itself. And, and here, I want to jump right into what I think, though, is interesting. So there are some good benefits. So what Nestle, going back to some of the research they've done. Well, like chocolate, like mm. dark chocolate is more bitter than, say, milk chocolate. And I really Correct. liked the dark chocolate because they say the dark chocolate, however healthier it can be, it's mm -hmm. supposed to be. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Well, and, and that's where, you know, that's where some of this other research comes into. And there's a term that they sometimes talk about is what's called bitter blockers. Okay. Ah, bitter blockers. So a bitter blocker is, is basically if you put something or ingest something where it will somehow um, uh, stop or inhibit the, the bitter reflex or receptors from doing what they're supposed to do. So you don't get that spit response or, or Oh, so you mean like, like if you could invent, if there's a poison and you have it some bitter blocker laced in that poison, it would actually keep you from having that spit response. Is that? Which that would be a bad thing because <laughs> yeah, you'd be, be masking a, yeah. a bit. If you put a bitter blocker in poison, you know, and that's what they, I guess back in the days when you hear about people poisoning people with strychnine or something like that, they would somehow, although they didn't know obviously the biochemistry going on at the molecular, you know, uh, protein, you know, level. Um, but if you did try to cover up and mask that, then, then obviously a person wouldn't would notice that there's something poisonous there. But what I find really interesting, so in, in so if you think of a good use of a bitter blocker is is let's say you want to get the kid your child to eat more nutritious vegetables and stuff like that, which may tend to be bitter. But if you had a bitter blocker, you could put on it that or they eat it before they eat the meal. Yeah. they're they're gonna. Oh, this doesn't taste too bad. So you kind of can kind of fake them out in, in a sense. But one of the things I find is interesting is is um, um, is one of the most nutritious uh, food substances there is 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 uh, uh, is breast milk. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And what's what I find is interesting is, and I don't know if scientists just kind of just came across this or whatever, but uh, what I find is interesting is, is a lot of the components in breast milk are, tend to naturally be very bitter, okay? They're very nutritious, but some of those calcium-containing uh, high doses huh? are very bit can yeah. be very bitter, but there's a, a natural bitter blocker called adenosine uh, monophosphate (AMP). And what so what scientists could you know have found they discovered that and they thought well this is interesting so that kind of led them to some of this research. But you know what God just completely perfectly designed this so because think about it, if a child doesn't want to drink the milk they're not going to grow up and get all these good nutrients and stuff like that. So there's a natural um, bitter blocker to enable the child to want to, to drink the milk and stuff. So there's some, is there, and, but in food and in industry, there's obviously some natural um, uses that could be good for this as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay. So now let's look at that. Things that are bitter or what is, let's look at a scripture that has to do with taste. Mm -hmm. Uh 
why don't you tell us one of those? I mean, I'm sure many people can come up with a few. Well, well and one of the things that first came to my mind when I started thinking about this series was Psalms 34, 8 is, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. You know, I mean, a lot of taste, people, you know, taste, you know, just, the they just got to try it. They may, maybe they've had a bad experience with, with, you know, with life or whatever, but you know what? taste and see that God is good. That's the only way for me. I mean, I tried yeah. the other kind of life right. and some of the other <laughs> uh, podcasts we've had. I kind of told you about that, but you know what? God has been so good to me. And and I think people just need to come to come to one of our services and yeah. just, you know, really get entrenched in what God has to do. And I yeah. think you're going to see that God is good. So obviously that's where taste comes in, yeah. but bitter and, uh, and one of our preachers just well, preached. Well, like, you know, it's important too, that people discern between tasting the Lord and tasting life, life can hand you some bitter things. Exactly. Uh, I'm not saying that the, that the Lord doesn't have some bitter things, but I think he would probably have bitter blockers. I'm going to, I don't know, you know, maybe that would be because I think people, sometimes we confuse life handing us bitter things with the Lord. Taste and see that the Lord is good, it says. Mm -hmm. He's not going to be something bad. So I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but what go on with that. that well, thing. again, you know, I, I think it's, uh, uh, there, there are, are, there's a difference between having bad experiences and things happen in life. There are going to be some negative and, and awful things happen. Um, but there's a difference when you think of, of somebody being bitter. If you think of just what some of the definitions, you know, just to be harsh, you know, um, you know, just to embitter, to be anger, you know, to render angry and, mm. and just to be irritated and just, you know, if you think of somebody that's really bitter and you kind of picture that person in, in your mind, there's, there's a whole spiritual, a whole attitude around yeah. that. And, uh, and somebody's and, bitter. It's... And brother, brother Adam Pierce recently preached on that and he talked about a study or, or a psychologist that said that out of all the emotions we can have, bitter, um, being real bitter is one of the most toxic and destructive emotions you can have. It just it just really takes its toll on people. And you you look at you know think about people that have that bitterness in them, and it it just it just zaps their life yeah. away and their joy. Yeah. They're it's just gone because they're Sad. all they're focusing is on that. So you know in, in Ephesians four thirty one, you know Bible says let all bitterness. Wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you. You know, I mean, God just think just get rid of it. And that's where I think the spiritual application is, um, where where in the natural world, if you eat something bitter, your first thing is hopefully um, is to spit it out and get rid of it. You know, as as soon as you can. And there's some chemicals. It's kind of interesting in industry. Um, there's a, a chemical called danatonium uh, benzoate, which is considered one of the most bitter compounds there is. It just just a, a few molecules in the air. You can taste it, and I've worked with this stuff before. Is they'll put it in in poisons and in, in things that are poisonous, but may not nat may not actually be bitter. And what they do is they put it in there and they call it an aversion agent. So it's to make the product safe, to oh. render it safe. So that way, because dogs, like I think it's diethylene glycol or, or like a antifreeze and and, and different oh, components, yeah. like they may put a little bit of this in there because it it's actually has a sweet taste, but it can oh, kill yes. you. Oh yes, animals it'll poison the kidneys yeah. and stuff like that. Well, with this compound in it. 
they'll take one tiny taste and then they'll, they'll stay away from it. Right. And so there are some uses for things like that and, and, and whatever. But, but the point is, is it's so bitter, you need to get rid of it immediately, spit it out and don't have it. Well, on the same, on a spiritual sense, if some, if you, the minute you start to feel that bitterness uh, spirit come on you, you need to get rid of it. We need to learn from nature, get rid of it and get as fast as we can. Cause if we let that linger, that bitter spirit, it's going it to ultimately destroy us. And that's where, that's the, basically the, the point that, that I wanted to make. You know, when you were bringing up, uh, when you just brought up right now about, uh, that dianatonium, how it causes people just to spit or vomit. You know, I was reading an article today and it was about, um, some monks in Thailand and that oh, one yeah. of their, um, one of their kind of like processes to cleanse themselves is uh, they drink some kind of mixture that they have, and it just yeah. it makes them throw everything up, whatever it is, like a detox type thing. And I just kind of remember that it was it was pretty interesting. Bunch of flowers, yeah. There's plants and flowers yeah, that yeah. they grind up, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a big thing. Go and throw up, yeah. Yeah, and you know, and obviously, you know, they I'm not sure exactly I didn't read the article what they're doing, but but that's where what's interesting is is uh, not only are these bitter um taste buds in your mouth um very dominant compared to all the other ones, there are bitter um taste buds then what they're called taste bud bitter receptors actually down in your intestines because if it does happen to get past your mouth, and again, this is where God just designed. He's 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 That's got. It's a multi multi barrier approach to mouth. protect you. Yeah. If it gets past your mouth, you know, and gets down in there, then he's got. Okay, we're going to go to. Plan B to get rid of it, so to speak, you know. And and that's just I think God has given you other chances. You know, we make mistakes. You know, so yeah. maybe that's another kind of a spiritual kind of analogy. Absolutely. You can make. And uh, Paul used you know, the body much. Mm-hmm. And uh, and, and again, get, it's it's your way of getting rid of it. And that's full so bitterness. We just got to get rid of it. Yeah. What well, what can we learn from nature? And just one of the other scriptures, which kind of what I'm hoping to do maybe in this series is uh, where it says in first Corinth the first part of first Corinthians 11 14 doth not even nature itself teach yeah. you and so what I'd like to try to do is okay what are some things in nature that I think are interesting and uh, what are they teaching us spiritually what can we learn from it you know from a spiritual um, point of view and uh, so I think one bitterness is is one that popped out of me and thinking you know what we need to get rid of bitterness yeah. we can't have it in in our so that's one of the reasons we have more bitter taste bud senses than any other mm-hmm. is because it's so poisonous. It's not good for exactly, you. Exactly. So we need to watch out for that because, I mean, I was just looking at some of the, just pulled it up on, on Google and some of the, the things that are bitter, vegetables. Well, vegetables are good for us, mm-hmm. but there's some bitter things in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cauliflower, artichokes, broccoli, Citrus fruits, I guess. I, I wouldn't have equated that, but they're, I mean, they do make you cringe, but mm-hmm. there are some bitter things in there, but they're just not that bad for you. So there's some good and bad. You're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never thought about that, uh, but it's enlightening to re- recognize that God's given us more taste buds. So, you, in effect, when the scripture says the heart knows its own bitterness, you're not unaware. Mm-hmm. Of these kinds of things, go on. I'm sorry. Uh, I, you know, that's exactly what, I, what my point is. Is I think you know, both uh, in nature and in the way God created us, um, I think we can just kind of you know um, take what's physically there in our bodies 
And uh, again, we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And um, I mean, there's, we are such a complex, you know, um, body with, you know, but with all these members, our brains and, and other senses all working together. And, mm, uh, yeah. and, and, and that's where, you know, and, um, you know, coming to church and, and, and one other scripture is, you know, the Holy Ghost will teach. I think the best, yeah. the best yeah. way to protect you from bitterness is get the Holy Ghost in you and get a lot of it and, uh, mm. and let God kind of continue to work in you, uh, to help cleanse you. And there's washing and renewing and, and maybe that's what the monks were doing when they're trying yeah. to renew and wash their insides out. But, uh, you know, I, I just think that, again, in nature, there's just a lot of neat things I think we can learn. And, uh, but there's, a, I think there's definitely some spiritual applications we can get from them. So, did you, do you have any um, bitter spiritual things? Like, let's name a few of those. What would be something that's bitter, uh, say, in the spirit? So, um, somebody does you wrong, doesn't feel good. It leaves a bitter exactly. taste. So, and our spiritual senses are saying, hey, this is bitter. I don't like this. I need to spit this out. What is it exactly that we're spitting out? The actual event or internalizing the event? What would that be? Well, if, if, if you let it, if you let the bitterness just kind of, take control and take over you, I think you're going to internalize it and it's going to continue to fester and get worse. And it's going to cause other, you know, um, it's going to bleed over. You'll exactly. get bitter, bitter. And, and you'll just, become that. You're going to, yeah, you're just going to, you're just not going to be thinking straight. You yeah. Know? Um, no, you'll become gonna bitter. Be tainted. And, um, so when know. somebody, when somebody has a bitter event, um, if they don't reconcile it, I don't know, and I'm not to make light of bad things happening. Mm. Things happen, and they can be bitter. Or we can say, "What will we do with it?" Well, it's I, I kind of go back to um, the message our bishop preached: event plus the response yep. equals the outcome. You know, say so that again. The event E plus R equals O. Good event, way to remember it. E event, R O. Event plus response equals out outcome. So there's a bitter event. Okay. Well, it's it's so important how you respond to it and how you see it and what you're going to do with it. And um, you know, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I've even though I wasn't in church all my life, you know, uh, I, I I've been fortunate, I guess, to be in a non-Christian home. Um, it wasn't that bad as far as you know. There's the hor I hear horror stories. Right. There there weren't really horror stories. There was a lot of drinking and stuff like that involved. And you know we were, you know non-Christian. That's just you know what you might might expect. Um, but uh, overall, you know, I had a decent home. I guess I got a good education, and and uh, my parents loved me. And my family, we you know love each other. Um, but we just weren't in the truth, you know. Right. Um, but there's some people have a real bad experience, and you can let it's. I, I love the story. Um, have talked about the two sons were raised by an alcoholic abusive oh, father. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. know, years they got separated, years later, they found the one son and he became a um, derelict on the street and drug addict, alcoholic. And they asked him, Well, how did you end up like these? Well, with a father like that, you know, why how could it be anything else? Mm -hmm. Well, then they found the other son who became a very professional person, very wealthy, did very well for himself, didn't touch drugs, didn't touch alcohol and, and was had a great family and everything. He said, well, you know, with the kind of father you had, you know, how did you end up like that? He goes, hey, with the father, it's exactly with a father like that, there's no way there way I could be anything other than yeah. what I am. You know, yeah. both two kids live in the same environment. They they handled it differently. Different they responded, yeah. different response, different response, different outcome. Right. 
Yeah, no, that's that's so important for all of us because no matter what, you're going to have some bitter things happen. What's especially hard is sometimes in the church, somebody you have a bitter event with somebody, and you have to see that person, and that's where mm-hmm. we've got to, you know, it's a choice. And you know, and like you said, your body will tell you if you're if you're fully over yep. it or not. If you start to just you know, if you, and, and, you know, like these, you know, I mentioned this, uh, Danatonium, um, it'll cause you to spit and, and, and it'll change your behavior. Well, bitterness, if you haven't gotten over it, it's going to change your behavior. You're going to walk to the other side of the room. You're going to avoid eye contact. You're going to go in the other door. You know, you're not, you know, you're going to do something different yeah. if, if you haven't handled it properly. You're, you know, and I'm, I'm not saying some of the stuff is, it depends on the circumstances. Right. It's not easy possibly. Yeah. And depend on what it was. But you, you have to deal with it, and you have to deal with it in the right way. You do. And Jesus told us, uh, and a big part of that is, first of all, forgiving. Mm-hmm. Exactly. When somebody feels they're, they're wronged, uh, they've got to forgive. Well, communicate. I think a lot of times, too, communication is so important because yeah. you really you know need to understand their side. And, right. and there's always two sides two of the story sides. And, and give them the benefit of the doubt. Benefit yeah, of that's the probably doubt. the first thing to do. I hate that. No, benefit. that's a good point. That's a good <laughs> way. Know, to, I want to be right. <laughs> exactly. And that's what we want to do. But, you know, sometimes if we just could sit back and step back and say, you know what, maybe I just misunderstood how this came across. And, and again, every situation is different. You, we don't know the details. Yeah. And but, whether you did or not, benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm, exactly. Maybe I just didn't understand it right. Mm-hmm. Better to take that tact yeah. and, uh, and really... And pray about it get to ask God to give you the grace to exactly to get it because you don't want to have that spit response every time you run into that person exactly where yep. you're wanting to spit. Uh, it's just not Christian, right? It's just not Christian. So what do you do with that? Well, what does the Bible say? Let's say we do have a bitter a bitter interaction. If I if I have a bitter interaction with Bob, and let's say Bob doesn't even know it, I say, man, what does the scriptures tell us to do? Well, it says to go to your brother. Alone, you know, hmm. not me. Go, to, hey, Danny, did you see what he did the other day? <laughs> get me a consortium or get me a posse together that helps me agree. Yeah, let's, you know, would you come with me and let's talk to this guy? No, alone, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what Jesus said to do? Alone and yep. deal with it that way because the scripture does say, as all those taste buds, you got more taste buds detecting bitter. Exactly. And so it is. The word of the Lord says, the heart knows its own bitterness. Mm -hmm. But it also says a stranger doesn't intermeddle with it. Mm -hmm. In other words, I think you've got to deal with it yourself. It's not like your mother can come down, stick her finger down your throat and get you to throw up. Yeah, exactly. Yep. You know, that just kind of reminds me of the scripture right here on Hebrews 12, 15. You know, the King James Version, it says, looking diligently lest any man fail. Uh, of the the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness bringing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Mm-hmm. You know, in the easier version or another version says, make sure that everyone has kindness from God, so that bitterness doesn't take root and grow up to cause trouble that corrupts many of you. And you know, that's I think exactly. a lot of it. You know, people allow that bitterness to to get in there and that's, get get rooted. That's a good point. And. Exactly. Um, it can get rooted and a root of bitterness. Yeah, and like preaching over the pulpit comes and says, "Hey, get rid of it. Get rid of this bitterness. Get rid of this." Bitterness. And they just keep no, no, no. I'm going to let it sit there. I'm going to let it. What would you that know, mean grow. if it's a root of bitterness? It is 
That means it's growing. If there's a root, it's going to keep growing. And and if you think of a plant, you know, um, root, it's it's taking up a lot of nutrients, and it's you know growing, it's flowering, it's producing leaves and growing, it's getting bigger and bigger, and maybe, but that's the infecting of everybody else. It's 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 zapping all the energy and what's you know good out there, and it's turning into something bad. I mean, look at I think manzanita and a lot of berries and stuff. A lot of those tend to be like poisonous and bad. Oh yeah, sure look good. You know, the devil will try to make things look good and give you this sense, hey, I deserve this. They did yeah. me wrong and may make you think you can do this. But I think the root of bitterness, it just grows and it's gonna it's gonna affect your family and people around you. Produce you know, so fruit. Yeah, and it it's, might produce and, and some, and not, and bitter some bitter fruit. Some bitter fruit, yeah. So those are all the kind of expressions yeah. you hear. Yeah. So. yeah, no, that's important. And uh, Pastor Joel Booker has been preaching on fruit of the spirit. Well, bitterness is not one of exactly. them. That's a fruit right. of the flesh, unfortunately. But it's real. Mm-hmm. But you can deal with it, just like uh, the body would say, "Hey, whoa, whoa, don't don't let this get down in you." Mm-hmm. And so it is in the spiritual sense. So that is excellent, uh, excellent. Let me just add, let me just say this: um, there there are. Uh, it's an exception. I'm going to just put in a request for you. Okay, so we just went in and we saw some things regarding taste and it's very easy uh maybe for some uh future studies we can take the eye and think about seeing the lord and um, we can Mm -hmm. take the ear and talk about hearing the lord and of course touch touching the lord first john 1 1 that which was from the beginning which we have heard which we have seen with our eyes so there's sight which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the right, word of life. Exactly. Handling him. But this one is a tough one. How can you smell the Lord? Well, I mean, the, the Lord definitely uses incense and, and as a savory, you right. know, it talks about a sacrifice, prayer right. going up. So prayer he's going definitely, up. in a sense, smelling us he's, and yeah. our spirit. That's a good point, you know? yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm not sure. I have to think about how how we can smell the Lord. I mean, in nature, yeah. you know, you look around creation, look at the flowers and stuff like that. Yeah. Even Solomon said, look at the the lilies, his, even, you know, how arrayed they are. I can't even do that, you know? Yeah. So you can look at that in the flowers. You think of the smell of flowers. And I got, when the blossoms, springtime, this time of year, when you get blossoms. So, and you look at God's creation. So it, which all, it, it I mean, even I think yeah. David says, you look at the creation and, you know, and so the creation is screaming out to us, there is a God. Yeah, there and is a God. And so even in the little things, the little flowers. So I think we can in that because God created. We, we got to see God in everything, you know. I was, <laughs> I just got to share this. I was asking Pastor Booker, I said, uh, okay, I went down that list that I just did, you know, the sight. We can see the Lord. We can hear the Lord. Um, we can touch the Lord. Um, we can taste the Lord because all these things the scripture says in a spiritual sense, you know, not in a but he's using those physical characteristics of our bodies to illustrate spiritual truths. And then I said to him, I said, so, but how do we smell the Lord? And he goes, you know, Isaiah 11, chapter 11, verse number two, he said, said, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. In verse three, and shall make him of quick understanding uh, in the fear of the Lord. I said, well, where do you get that? He goes, well, let's look it up. And sure enough, it's Hebrew for scent or smell. Hmm. And that's how you smell them. 
That guy's really good. Oh wow! <laughs> he just came out of nowhere saying, "Oh, you, you speak Br- you Hebrew? You you read Hebrew? Is that it?" Oh, that's really good. <laughs> yeah, that was because I couldn't find anything that connected with smelling the Lord. But that one right there, okay, that's we know he's talking about Jesus. The Spirit of the Lord will be upon him, and he shall, and uh, he shall be of. So when you when that when you hear that uh, old term of something doesn't smell right, mm, yeah, you know, doesn't pass this. Yeah, doesn't pass the smell test. That's what I get out of that scripture that he uh, pointed me to. Because in the Hebrew, that word quick is smell, sense of smell. You know, there may be, not to try to outdo my pastor, but in in the Song of Solomon, Uh when it says, when he left, the the scent was left on the door, but there might, you know, it might have been something a little different going on there, but... uh, Oh, his scent, his fragrance. She, no, that's when good. She finally yes, went yes. to the door. Yeah, that's so, pretty good. She gone, could tell that he, he was there. Was there. I, I smelled it. No, that's good. So. That's real good. We'll have to. I'll have to. We'll have to send that one to him. Then. <laughs> <laughs> excellent anyway. study. Excellent study. We um, hope you'll come back with another one. And I just was bringing up stuff. I'd love to hear you if you want to mess with any of those. That's great. But, uh, don't worry about no, it sounds good. <laughs> All right. Thank what you say much. you? nothing i'm good (laughs) excellent study hope you all enjoyed that or i I certainly did and we look forward to our next podcast god bless you all right thank you god bless you